Martin Luther King is not a saint. So what? The slow crawl of censorship moves forward. Trump gets a big win. And perversion gets a big hug from the left. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, so, basically, this has been a rough week. Josie's not... Josie's mad at me. Um, so, <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of time. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get any interruptions. But I hate when she's mad at me. So, if she dings me, I'm probably going to stop and answer it. The there's been the news cycle is getting a little bit crazy, so it's going to be interesting to see what's happening. Um, this first story I got from I got last week, and I was kind of surprised that people thought this was a story. I I, I don't understand. Uh, some bad news came out about Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, this news is actually not news, but the media is making it news. Well, the right is making it news. I, this time, CNN, MSNBC are not talking about this for obvious reasons. Um, but the right is. So when you go to Daily Wire, uh, you go to Fox News, they, they do talk about this. And I just really don't think this is a big deal. Especially since I know, I've read Martin Luther King's biographies. I've seen some of his movies. Apparently, MLK wasn't the greatest of human beings, personally. He loved women, and he cheated on his wife lots of times, apparently. He was involved in group sex while married. Uh, he was even in a motel room while another w w man was raping a woman. I don't know how true that is. I but I put um, I I I just don't know how true any of this stuff is. You can't trust everything. Let me give you the story, and then let's talk about this controversy. I'm going to put that in quotes. Once that's done, I'll explain why this is really not a controversy. I don't think we should be tearing down his statues or anything like that. When MLK was pushing, and I'm going to call Martin Luther King Jr. MLK because that's what everyone knows him as, was pushing for the abolition of the Jim Crow laws. He was very much rocking the boat. Racism at that time was systemic. It was just normal to be racist. Blacks had to drink from different water fountains. They had to use different... Um, restrooms. It was just they had to sit in the back of the bus. That is systemic racism, by the way. Whenever you hear someone say that, oh, we're systemically racist today. No, we're not. We were systemically racist. We're not anymore. King wanted to blow that whole thing out. Uh, since race, uh, the FBI wanted to silence King. Because they wanted to keep racism systemic. They did this by trying to dig up dirt on him through spying. Which, by the way, that, that should sound familiar today. This isn't new. J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI director at the time, monitored everybody, including the Kennedy family. 
Finally, after 50, 60 years, information was released about MLK. The information includes he was a philanderer, which, not a shock. Every, I think everyone knew that. He participated in, in group sex. Okay, uh, so what? He beat women. Um, that's going to be a tougher one to deal with. He actually slapped around his wife. But worst, he was in the same room as one, while one of his minions was actually raping a woman. And supposedly he was caught on tape laughing about it. Not sure about that. Okay. The emotion is so bad. Oh, it's so terrible. Let's pull the emotion out of this and let's really break this down. First off, everyone knew MLK was a womanizer. This is not a doubt. There's no doubt about this. His wife said it. It was in a movie that made him out as a hero. That movie is called Selma. It was a really good movie. You should see it. He wasn't the only man who tried to make the world good that actually did bad things. Just because MLK was a bad personal was bad personally does not mean what he did was bad. John F. Kennedy used to travel to other countries to have sex with hookers. He sought the hookers out. He slept with Marilyn Monroe. None of that is really argued. That's fine. He did some good things. Bill Clinton, who I think was an iffy president at best, got blown out and got a, a blowjob in the Oval Office. Well, that's what they caught him on. Ronald Reagan was an alcoholic and cheated on his wives. Hell, he ended up divorced a few times because he cheated on his wives. J. Edgar Hoover, the director of the FBI, was a transvestite and responsible for having crap on people. He actually kept his job by blackmailing people. Matter of fact, a lot of people thought J. Edgar Hoover was the most powerful man in the government. These are crappy out. These are uh, these are crappy arguments I'm giving you to. It's about what aboutism. Well, what about JFK? Well, yeah, Martin Luther King did this, but what about JFK? What about Ronald Reagan? What about whoever? It doesn't matter. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this. We are living in a world where people are tearing down status, the statuses of our founding fathers. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, and Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson was not a good guy. I do not care if he's replaced on a $20 bill. I don't care. These names have been changed. Street names have been changed because of these people. Statues are being torn down or removed 
of our founding fathers because of these of their sins. Even names of schools are being changed all because these men were slave owners. Though immoral, slavery that is, is immoral, at the time this was the practice in the country. Should we be tearing down these statues of Martin Luther King, changing the names of the streets he was named after, or getting rid of a holiday? Getting rid of the holiday. We're talking about, hey, um, you know what? I don't want to have the day off anymore. And the holiday would be eliminated because Martin Luther King, the President's Day, and the whole thing. I mean, the only thing we'd have is uh, Lincoln Day, Abraham Lincoln Day. The answer is, of course not. This is stupid. Just like we shouldn't be doing this with others, as I've mentioned, Martin Luther King, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson were all great men who had great accomplishments. Those accomplishments included freeing ourselves from the oppressive king of England, establishing a government that acknowledged our inalienable rights, Create, we created capitalism, a capitalist economy that has made the country the richest, most technologically advanced civilization in the history of the world and ended the scar of our history. In other words, these people, their mistakes, yes, what they did cleaned our history. They purified our history. The Jim Crow laws establishing the differences have our, our racial differences have nothing to do with societal class. This is stuff this stuff is so important we can't let personal failures ignore the societal impact that the activism of MLK actually had. Here's my story. Martin Luther King was personally flawed. That's great. That happens. People are people. We are all personally flawed. I'm personally flawed. MLK is personally flawed. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, they're all personally flawed. Maybe he wasn't a great man to his wife, but he was a great man to this country. He changed the course of this country. He should be celebrated. Just like George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. I don't like Andrew Jackson, so whatever. I But we really need to get over this, this garbage of these people are bad and we should just eliminate them from American history. I think that's, that's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. And we should just accept what's happened. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. It's not even a, a big talking point with the news media. No one's talked about it. It was last week. It just bothered me when I heard about it on Fox News. And so I decided to bring it up. Um... But there's a social media war going on. I don't know. 
when I first heard it, I thought it was stupid. But the reality is, no, it, it does lead to something more important. Uh, outspoken comedian and conservative Stephen Crowder got into a war with a left-wing Vox activist over things Crowder said about him. The gentleman's name is Carlos Massa, and I use gentleman loosely. He has all of the necessary uh, intersectional aspects that he needs to have to be accepted by the media. He's Latino and he's gay. But he also has a YouTube channel. Well, being a leftist, gay, and Latino is a way, is way too much for Crowder to hold back. If you've ever listened to Steven Crowder, he's kind of out there. Several times in the last year, Crowder would make fun of Massa. Massa, and it's M-A-Z-A, I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, Massa threw a temper tantrum. He, he and Vox, who Massa actually worked for at the time, decided it was time for Crowder to be deplatformed off of YouTube. So, Massa and Vox called YouTube and said that Crowder was abusing him. Here's the problem that Massa and Vox had. Vox had. YouTube could not find any violations that Crowder had committed against the agreements of YouTube. That wasn't good enough for those two. That wasn't good enough for Massa or Vox. They complained again, and YouTube, folding under pressure, decided to demonetize Crowder's channel. Crowder, uh, through his lawyer, decided that it was time to find out why. He wasn't given any reason. They said that there were a few videos that had some questionable stuff in them, and that wasn't enough reason to demonetize him. But Crowder, Crowder's lawyer actually pushed back and, and said, you know, give us an example. YouTube said they would send a list of all the videos that actually were offensive, and they never have. If you watch... Crowder's last couple of days, his videos for the last couple of days, they talk about this a lot. And his lawyer actually is on air taking calls from YouTube. They also complained about a t-shirt that Crowder had. That's, uh, Crowder cell has a t-shirt. It's red. It has a picture of Quag... Uh, I don't know what his name is. He's the typical South American leftist uh, socialist that says socialism is for figs. If you walk through the colleges today, everyone wears a t-shirt with Guevara. I, 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 I hope I pronounced that correctly. I don't care if I didn't because he's he was garbage. The man was a hit man. He killed thousands. He probably killed millions but he killed definitely tens of thousands. Um, 
and it said socialism is for figs. Here's the kicker. If you go to my website at um, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually look at the picture of it. It's basically Che Guevara, his face, with his hand being held out as a woman would hold her hand out to be kissed by another man. And figs, and it's, come on, let's call it what it is. I, it's really obvious what he was meaning by that. There was not an A between the F and the G. There was a, what looked like a star, just to, to, to color it out. But it was actually the picture of a fig. They said that this was not acceptable. That was one of the big problems. So he had to remove those. He had to actually remove that crap from his. Um, he had to remove that crap from his uh, video description on YouTube, and he did. Yeah, it's actually a very. <laughs> it's actually a really kind of cool shirt. I'm I'm thinking of getting it, but so. I, I do watch Steven Crowder on YouTube. Um, I love his Change My Mind series where he sits back and says, okay, um, abortion is okay. Change my mind. I do love the, that series because it is a serious political series. It's a good show. I don't know if it's a great show. I, I think I said in my blog it's a great show. Yeah, it's a good show. I like listening to him. He's rough on people. He doesn't ever hold back. He calls his... And to give you examples of that, he calls his lawyer... A, his half-Asian lawyer. He calls his producer not gay Jared and quarter black Jared. I, I think that's Jared. He refers to. He's called Ben Shapiro, the most conservative guy I ever heard of. A greedy, greedy shekel hoarder. And Ben Shapiro is a Orthodox Jew. He's definitely not reverent. He, he just talks. But everyone's got to remember, he's a comedian. That's what he does. Comedians make jokes. But he's hardly mean. It's all done for the purposes of comedy. I have, if you go to visit dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I actually have an apology video. And I'm doing the air quotes thing. Because it wasn't much of an apology. It was actually just saying, hey, this is kind of funny. And why are you guys giving me crap? Because I, I make funny videos. He has an apology video over the feelings of the people he hurt over the last year. It's actually quite funny. <laughs> I, I really did enjoy it. I've listened to it twice. Uh, you should actually go to my website and take a look at it. Um, and I appreciate that type of humor. Okay, I really do. But there are a few really bigger problems here. 
First, the social media platforms, which claim to be places of free speech, um, they're really hammering down on conservative voices. What's worse, they're doing it when conservative voices aren't actually breaking any rules. And they seem to be ignoring it when the liberal voices do it. Carlos Massa is not a good guy. Carlos Massa on Twitter actually pushes violence. Steven Crowder, I've never heard him say this, but he does not push violence on anybody. What's also very disturbing is that YouTube had a reaction over simply Massa and Vox complaining. And that reaction was, well, we got to do something. No, actually, they really didn't have to do anything. All they had to do was say, no, he doesn't, they don't violate our policies. He's good. But they decided instead of, they decided to demonetize Crowder, which means demonetization means that if you look at a, a really popular YouTube videos, the videos actually have a commercial that runs before them, and that commercial gives a certain amount of money to Crowder and gives the rest of the money to YouTube. Great. Okay. But when they actually demonetize a creator. We'll call him a creator. When they demonetize a creator, those few cents that they get from each click, and Crowder has, had, has millions of clicks. We're not talking this guy is a, a Mickey Mouse creator. This guy has 100,000, 200,000, millions of clicks. When they start demonetizing these videos, you're actually taking money out of the pockets of the creator. Basically, they're censoring him. They're punishing him for something he didn't do. He never violated any agreements. This is bad. What gets worse is the left-wing Massa and Vox decided to sit back and say, you know, that's not good enough. He needs to be deplatformed. In other words, they wanted YouTube to completely eliminate his channel. They wanted to take his livelihood away. This is bad. This is not good. And the problem is, it's all in one direction. If you're a public figure, you will have a target on your back from those who don't agree with you. But conservatives seem to have that target on their back and they seem to be get they seem to get nailed by it. Louis Farrakhan was never suspended from Twitter. I mean, he's off Twitter now, but he was never suspended from Twitter when he compared cockroaches to Jews. I got suspended 
when I called Bradley Manning, who is a traitor and a trans woman, a him. I literally called him a him. And that guy freaking deserves it. The other problem I have with this whole thing is that, okay, are you guys changing the rules? What's going on with that? Steven Crowder is following, he's a comedian. Let's, let's call that right there. He is a comedian, which means he's going to take steps that go beyond that. You guys are seriously, he has not violated any of your policies, but you're going to sit back and say, oh, well, um, no, you're done. He was a comedian. He makes jokes about people. He didn't violate, he didn't tell, Crowder did not tell his followers to sit there and kill Maza. He didn't even tell his followers to stop listening to Maza. What exactly did he do? Is it because um, Crowder's opinion is doesn't doesn't fit with any narrative for the left? These people are actually going in and affecting his financial income because some guy cried and whined about it, and that's the other thing. Does that mean that if I just get really upset, all I have to do is complain? And I'll, I'll, I'll get the person who upset me banned? It, here's the thing. Again, this Masa was a public figure. He's got a YouTube channel. Crowder listens to different viewpoints. He's conservative. But he listens to different viewpoints. If someone pissed Crowder off and Crowder complained to YouTube, would YouTube ban that person or demonetize that individual? I bet not. Censorship is always gradual. And it's extremely dangerous. When only one message gets out there, it's no longer entertainment. It's indoctrination. We already have that in our school, public schools. We have it in our news media. We have it in our entertainment industry. They're all left-wing. When regular people through social media platforms who have any conservative opinions are banned, what's left? That's really important. Because here's the thing. A lot of my arguments, like abortion. Abortion was a big thing for me. I really had a problem with abortion. Because it seemed like there were certain times that, oh, abortion is permissible. That makes sense. We should be doing that. But when I hear people who sit back and make an argument, no, I was wrong. Now, maybe I'm more reasonable than a lot of people. Maybe you're more reasonable than a lot of people. I don't know. 
but I like hearing other um, viewpoints. I do listen to CNN. I do listen to Fox News. I listen to other viewpoints. And I listen to other viewpoints because I want to become stronger. When we censor out one viewpoint and we only have one left, that's not a trading of ideas. So, so I, I lied. Yesterday I said in my Flash podcast I was going to talk about some books. Um, but we've got some big news and I've been on Twitter today during work and I think I should talk about some other things. I'm going to talk about those books. I think we were talking about um, 1984, Brave New World, uh, and Animal Farm. I think I'm going to throw in, because I'm about halfway through it, I'm going to throw in The Gulag Archipelago, which I think is a great book. And anybody, everybody should read that book. It is the disaster of socialism from a realistic standpoint. It's a phenomenal book. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Talk about that later. I'm probably going to spend a whole podcast on that one. But uh, the reason I'm not bringing up those books is because there's some really, really great news. Um, Apparently, uh, Donald Trump has a big win under his belt this weekend, this week, today. Um, And this literally came out about two hours ago. So it's new. Um, apparently Donald Trump's tariffs have worked. Uh, last week, Trump, using the only weapon he really has, um, said that he would place tariffs on Mexico if they didn't try to help uh, stop the Central American migrants from migrating to the United States. These tariffs would have started on July 10th, Um, It would have started at 5%, but after every month, they would have gone up another 5%. So by October, they would have gone up to 25%. Now, this is, this wouldn't help us. I'm not a fan of tariffs. If you heard my last podcast, you know that. Not a fan of tariffs. Uh, Avocados are already really expensive, and we get most of them from uh, Mexico. But it seemed like a feint. And if you know about chess, you know what a feint is. A feint seemed to a fake out. Trump faked him out. He said, I'm going to do this. He's already done it with China. And guess what? Mexico decided they're going to comply. Tonight, Mexico sent 6,000 troops to their southern border and seemed to agree with Trump that they would harbor asylum seekers within Mexico. The paperwork has yet to be signed. Trump wants to review it, but it's done. Now, the I think the big thing is not the 6,000 troops on the southern border, though I think that's awesome. The big thing is the um, they would actually keep the migrants who are seeking asylum. According to international law, asylum seekers are supposed to actually request asylum to the nearest country. 
So if you are in Guatemala, the nearest country is going to be Mexico. You seek asylum in Mexico. If you're in Honduras, the closest country is Guatemala, you're going to seek asylum in Guatemala. But Mexico's basically admitting these people weren't for asylum. They were there for economic opportunity. So this is a big win for Trump in two ways. One, he's controlling the actual flow of people into this country. And two, he is finding ways to control the border crisis without Congress. Congress looks really bad here. <coughs> Congress is so busy, excuse me, by the way, Congress is so busy being against Trump that they're just, they're losing it. And they don't understand each one of these little victories for Trump is a big deal. Trump's had some big victories. This was one big victory if it happens, if it, every bill signs. Because no one, no one, including me, wanted Trump to start tariffing um, freaking Mexico. We, we just, we can't have a war on two fronts. We already have one on China. We don't need one on Mexico. Mexico's economy would have been affected so much, Mexico realized we got to deal with this. Um, this was awesome. The last story of the night is probably the worst, and it probably actually works a lot with the uh, uh, Crowder story. There's a video flying around Twitter, and if you're not on Twitter, you should probably join and take a look if you can, your heart can handle it, because there's a lot of garbage on Twitter that just, ugh. But it also wasn't just me that flipped, it wasn't just me that got flipped out. It, the entire Twitterverse was flipped out about it. I have the video, I have a video, I can't find the video or the words online or the actual interviews online. On my website, I actually have an interview with uh, Desmond the, I don't know what his name is, Desmond the Perfect or whatever. Um, this has to do with transvestites being accepted when they're children. I kid you not. It is just god-awful. Desmond the Great, whatever his name is. Go to uh, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can look at a video where he's interviewed. This is so wrong. I, I can barely find words for it. The video that's um, trending on Twitter is about a dozen kids all dressed as girls. They're all dressed as girls. The little boys dressed as girls. The age range is between, I'd say it's between 8 and 11. Okay. And all the people, including the parents, are laughing and enjoying watching these troubled children dancing around some coffee house in New York. I, I, I'm trying to stop myself from cussing. I can't think of anything that's more terrible. 
I can't think about how this isn't child abuse. This is gender dysphoria. And what gender dysphoria is, it means a child who doesn't have a developed prefrontal cortex does not know the sex they are. And at 11, half the time, they don't even know what a penis is. They are completely lost. Not only these kids, these very ill kids, not getting help, they're being encouraged to do this garbage. trying to calm down here. Listen, I had four kids and they were a ton of challenges, but we disciplined our kids when we, when we got them help and we got them help when they needed it. And just to be clear, I have a daughter who is married to another woman. I don't have a problem with a child who is gay. I don't have a problem with a child who's a transvestite. I don't have a problem with a child with someone. No, no. I have a problem with a child who is a transvestite or who is a, a transsexual. I don't have a problem with an adult who is gay, who adult who is transvestite or an adult who is transgender. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I, do, I just don't. You can sit back and say, oh, yeah, you do. No, I don't. But if my daughter came to me at 11 and said she was gay, I'd tell her, okay, fine. Let's deal with this and figure out what we're going to do. There is the mental disease called gender dysphoria. It's part of the psychological DSM-5 until it was removed last year because of political correctness. Not science, mind you. Political correctness. It was actually removed. And they had studies on it. It wasn't like this was something they made up. The human mind is not mature at 11. It's not mature at 18. It's not mature at 21. The prefrontal cortex does not develop until 20, between the ages of 26 and 30. A lot of the reasons why you need to keep a kid from drinking, smoking weed, um, smoking cigarettes is because they can't handle it at that age. It's antisocial. It's abnormal. And it's not diversity. Should we be diverse with those with bipolar disorder? Should we be divorced? That's Jody Arias had bipolar disorder. Should we be diverse with people who are schizophrenic? Should we be diverse with sociopaths or psychopaths? I think I made this argument before. A mental disorder is a mental disorder. I understand psychology is a soft science. You can't get a BS in psychology in any college that I know of. I understand it's a soft science, but the reality is 
we need to really stop accepting perversion as normal. And these little kids, they're not perverted, but they're not normal either. And according to the DSM-5, which is scientifically, there's a ton of studies, most kids who feel, who have gender dysphoria end up gay. That's true. Absolutely true. But that doesn't mean at that age they should be able to determine whether they have their penis cut so that they can have a vagina. That doesn't mean you start hormone therapy. That doesn't even mean you accept them dressing up in this bizarre stuff that these kids dress up in. What I saw today in that video disturbed me. This was sick. This was not normal. And this stuff really has to thought. It has to stop. History is going to piss on our era. They're going to look at 2020 and they're going to say, oh man, you guys are really screwed up. They're going to look at our Twitter feeds. They're going to look at everything we used to do. And we're just going to get just nailed. Well, anyway, hey, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W. You folks have a good night. I'm looking for some, I'm looking forward to some awesome things that are going to happen in the next couple of days. Take care. Bye.